Welcome back, everyone, to the CrossFit Bath podcast. As always, I'm Jason, and this week, being joined by a ex-CrossFit Bath member, but you know, still a still a presence, we have Claire Wolfert. Claire, how are you? I'm not bad. I think, as most of us in Germany, at least, are like getting back into the swing of like normal life, being like, "Wow, I actually have to be somewhere some days this week for an hour and like get up and see people." So. I'm good. Yeah. So like suddenly you have a schedule again. <laughs> like yeah, crazy. <laughs> is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. Uh so just in case people don't know, how long were you in Bath? So in total I spent three years there. I was only at CrossFit Bath for one year, my last year. But what but what a year that was, hey? It's definitely my best year. Of course, no doubt. Now, I'd love to talk about that. But of course, Claire, you know, uh, as a regular listener of this podcast, that before we go any further, we've got to do some warm up questions. You know, the first one already peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Crunchy always with salt. Oh, crunchy with salt. You added salt. Mm. It's got to be salt. Peanut butter without salt is almost not worth eating. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot of people that are like, just suddenly put down their piece of toast <laughs> like <laughs> walked into the kitchen to find some salt now I know you're quite an inventive person with training you've also mentioned kind of that you've only just kind of got out of the lockdown um in in Germany uh, and I know you in the last lockdown you actually had access to quite a lot of good equipment but imagine a scenario because I've seen you in it where you don't have access to gym equipment what is the one thing that you would use uh, to substitute being able to go to the gym i think i'd take a log again or like a really big rock but i liked my log i'm pretty sure that my friends still have the log in the backyard of the house that we moved into during last year (laughs) because no one can lift it to get rid of it (laughs) no one wants to lift it to get rid of it along with the cement bags cement bag is another good one isn't it another good option they're good the problem with that is that at some point you leave them outside too long and then they do start to actually like because it's quick cement they did start to harden so at some point they were like actually like pieces of concrete (laughs) well you kind of work up to that right (laughs) you get stronger as it gets harder that's a good plan So here's a question for you, because I know we'll disagree on this. Uh, what, are you, what would you pick as maybe your top three favorite movements to have in a wad? I, it's always going to be thrusters, because we've talked about this. I just have to state it. And now I think I'm going to say bar-facing burpees. And I think... Probably won't be forever, but I'm back on like a pegboard gig because I can now make it to the top of the pegboard once. So I'm going to put pegboard in. So it's going to be, for, okay, are, the, are we going heavy thrusters or like light for lots of rep thrusters? Heavy thrusters. Heavy thrusters, burpees then over the bar. Yeah. Facing the bar as well. So not even jumping to the side, um, <laughs> followed by a pegboard. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I foresee a lot of people falling off this pegboard <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's better to start with the pegboard and then you go into the rest of it okay. be like a pegboard buy-in yeah what'd yeah. be great is if you had a little platform and it was like you have to pegboard up onto the platform and then that's how you get the barbell yeah 
And then at the end, you have to get down. <laughs> However you want. There is a pegboard if you want to use it. Otherwise, <laughs> just jump. Final question. Again, I think you know where this is going. Claire, when we finally make this big movie, who is playing you? I, you know what? I kind of, I, in the back of my head, when you asked me beginning of the week, I was like, oh, I should probably think about that. And I was like, I don't really watch any films anymore since a long time. But my favorite actress was always Jennifer Aniston as a kid. So I'm just going to have to say Jennifer Aniston. You're going to say Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Now, I'm introducing a new thing now because I, I've at least thought about it for this episode and potentially the next one, uh, where I'm going to start casting other people as well. So I'm, I'm going to offer who I think potentially could, could play you. Um, and I think, do you know Aubrey Plaza that was um, April in Parks and Rec? She's like very deadpan, very, she's very you. That's what she is. So that is going to be my casting and this will be my new thing. I'm going to start thinking about the guests beforehand. Uh, it's going to be easy when I know them and it's going to be incredibly difficult when I have no clue who they are. But for you, that's who I'm going with. Go and watch an episode of Parks and Rec and then you'll, you'll know who I'm talking about. Right. Oh, feeling nice and warm now. You, you look just as relaxed as before. You're taking this all in your stride. It's very frustrating. I suppose we should start at the beginning we'll, because before we get to Bath, unless the answer is Bath, but I have a feeling it's not. How did you first discover CrossFit, Claire? I was first forced into CrossFit by my mum. By your mum? Because I was, as a teenager, like not mentally healthy, not physically healthy, and doing mostly a lot of running. And when I tell people this and show them photos, yeah, I was like 12 kilos lighter than I am now, 12 or 14. I was good at running, but not really good at much else. And mom was like, you need to put some weight on. I'm going to stick you into this thing called Kids CrossFit. So she signed me up and I think I was like 16, 15 or 16. And it was me and my brother and then a bunch of like 15 year old guys. And then a troop of like five to six eight-year-olds all guys <laughs> so it was like quite the entertaining Wednesday afternoon activity I stuck with it for six months and then I was like nah it's not for me I kind of prefer the like suffering of running which now I'm like I prefer the suffering across it much more <laughs> so basically as long as there's some suffering somewhere you'll be happy yeah for sure but yeah, that was sort of my like mini forehand across it. That's kind of how I found out about it. And then I was sort of following it loosely until I moved to Berlin in for my, um, how do you say in English? The year in which you go and work. What do they call it in UK? The practicums, yeah. So I did my placement in Berlin and I moved and I was like, right, I don't really like doing at that point I was doing make sure running and like hit sort of those like YouTube videos or someone's dancing in front before corona right I was like on the train before everything happened with the you can work out online it's like yeah you can do workouts online for free since 2012 like <laughs> nothing new but I was sort of sick of that I thought I'm in a new place I need to meet people and I need a place to work out I'll find a box so is that because you kind of knew that with CrossFit, it came together with a community 
maybe more so than if you'd just been like, oh, I'll just join another gym. Because I mean, every gym by default has a, you know, community to a degree in the sense that more than one person usually goes to that gym. But yeah. do you feel that then the kind of the, the classic CrossFit community was something that you were also like looking for at the same time then? Yeah, for sure. I was because I was moving to a place where I knew like one or two people I had one housemate or flatmate and then I was working in an engineering office was like 90% guys over 45 with families <laughs> it's like not much room for making friends at the office so I was like I need somewhere where I can meet people that are maybe having similar interests but I kind of like, I knew that CrossFit had that community thing and yeah, I joined a box, Escapist CrossFit and could only afford once a week. <laughs> so I was at a global gym as well that was cheaper that whole time. And I was like, okay, once a week I go to CrossFit and met a lot of people. At this point, most of my clients are actually from that old box, which is cool. So I'm still like, having touches on that and after six months I was like hey I quit my engineering job you guys need an intern because if I can train here for free I'll do whatever work you need so I I was just fed up with the office work I realized it wasn't for me it's like what else can I do with myself got into the nutrition side went down a biochemistry rabbit hole and then thought, oh, CrossFit could be a cool direction to go into. So, I mean, we might speak about this later, the, the parallels of CrossFit and engineering. So um, I'm sure you'll tell me the, the links. That's interesting. I, yeah, office work is, um, it, yeah. I mean, obviously lots of people do it. <laughs> so I can't say anything about it. But I remember, like, you know, living abroad for so long and always working kind of strange hours or or just sort of, odd jobs and then um moving back to the to the uk and being like oh i'm just gonna just gonna work in an office nine to five finally have a bit of stability and, and a, a more normal routine and i did it and i hated it <laughs> and so, so that ended very quickly um i guess you know we're all different right that makes sense so then what i mean you ca you came back to bath for university right that's why you were you were yeah. here uh so that was after this this year where you'd so what happened there because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've you've quit yeah. you've kind of given up on the i don't say given up that's probably not right but you've you've realized that maybe this engineering office job is not for you you're uh interning in a crossfit gym yeah. <laughs> so that you can train yeah. you've now <laughs> you, you you then from there moved to bath is that correct or yeah. was there another stop along the way so I sort of progressed my way. That was like a big, you know, when you look back in your memories and you're like, how did all that happen in one year? Like that was one of those years where it was like, whew, it was like three years packed into one year. But yeah, that was, I did three months at the one engineering job, quit it, told my parents after and they were thrilled. <laughs> and then I was like, don't worry, I have another plan. So I then took a different part-time job working 20 hours a week just to pay bills at a different engineering firm, which was still office work still miserable but it was 20 hours a week it was doable and then started off just doing like youtube videos instagram content 
for that box and then ran some nutrition programs where I sort of had free reign, which was awesome. My bosses were like, hey, you can try whatever you want, have fun with it. Don't mess people up, but like you can do what you want. So I was like, okay. Um, and then they offered to pay for my level one, which was amazing because I also couldn't afford that. And started coaching there summer 2019 by myself. And at that point, at that point was when I started to get serious about serious about my training. And I was like, if I'm coaching, I want to be able to do the movements that I'm coaching people and and like not just watch YouTube videos on Toaster Bar, but be able to do Toaster Bar and stuff like that. So at that point, I was in Berlin for that summer. I my boyfriend at the time was also like very into the competitive side. He was like a really decent athlete. And then we split up and I moved back to Bath for my final year. And that's when I joined CrossFit Buff. So did you like arrive and seek out CrossFit Buff immediately? Was it just kind of like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll see what's around or you were, oh no, I've got to keep this going. And did you know about it before having lived in Bath before? Were you kind of aware of it or you had to find it? I had like no idea about it before. And then I moved in. My house in final year was literally across the road from the old location, not the football club. Yeah, the, the, the older old location. One, one's like, yeah. yeah. So also now very close to the new location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I moved into our new house. I arrived and I was like, had like kind of messy breakup and then sort of arrived like, half disheveled on a like weird night flight trying to get a key to get into this house and like no one was there and I didn't have any sheets and I didn't have a towel I didn't have a pillow whatever and then fell asleep that night and I woke up the next morning I was like right where's the nearest box (laughs) and showed up and Laura was there that morning doing a front desk and I was like can I get a membership she said no go away (laughs) (laughs) So the cool people out in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She said, like, "You look a mess. <laughs> Go home and and have a shower." And you're like, "I can't. I don't have a towel." <laughs> that that's really interesting. So I think I'm trying. I'm trying to remember when you were there. You trained at the football ground as well, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it was it, but you started in Wansdyke. No. No. That was the tragedy of the whole thing. Ah, you, you came in and immediately, and then they left, and it could have been so great. <laughs> Right. Okay. Because I, yeah, I was just trying to do the maths on it, and I was like, I, it, it didn't quite add up in my head. But I was thinking, well, you may, maybe you were there. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably because you said Laura was there, and that's what threw me off for who was working. Yeah, on I think the... it was like her last week. Right. That would make that would make more sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, as well. I don't know if you've noticed. There's been like a global pandemic, so my calendar kind of internally is way off at the moment. Uh, and it's half term week here. So I spent the whole of yesterday constantly thinking it was Saturday. Um, and spoilers for recording this, it was Friday, everybody. <laughs> but, so, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. I get confused very easily on this. So, I mean, you, you stayed. For, so you were here for what, a year, did you say that you were training? And then you've, you know, I guess you've was that still while you're doing still doing your like your engineering at university? Yeah. How was that? Like, can we jump ahead to now? Are you doing anything to do with engineering now? No, I had to do it, but I was like, no. (laughs) 
did, did you kind of know that that was sort of done like in that last year already i knew a hundred percent of like i am not going back to an office job <laughs> i what i actually in that last year i was like i know i'm not going back into office job engineering i just need to get this degree done and then i'll sort myself out <laughs> maybe you could start engineering some of the weird pieces of kit that dave castro wants to use at the games i'm like i'm already thinking about that could be like product design for something like that could be really cool because there's also a lot of physics involved there's a lot of like structural i mean engineering whatever the games stadium setup is is also a someone's got to make sure the barbells don't break the floor and things like that so <laughs> yeah holly has some some great stories about um competition floors oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And having to trust, yeah, engineers to tell you like, yeah, this flooring will protect that. Or like this cover, that it will be fine. You can drop a barbell. Oh, I don't know. And he's like, well, that's what the math says. And you're like, oh, but can you trust it? Yeah. There's like, I don't know, a hundred kilo guy doing bar muscle ups on a rig. Like, hmm, we need to make sure that the bolts are securely enough into the ground and strong enough to make sure the rig doesn't go flying along with it. Although, I mean, that would be entertaining to watch survival of the CrossFit Games takes on a whole new definition. So overall then, obviously, as this is the Bath podcast, what was your kind of experience during that year at CrossFit Bath then? That like looking back, that was sort of the first, the first real, I'll say the first real box. Yeah, the first like real box experience that I had just because in Berlin, it was more like a very, very small box run differently the clientele was a little different and there was like no open gym. So the flow of people in and out and the, I don't know, like the, um, how do you say in English? <laughs> like the relaxedness sort of of the space was so relaxing that it cost it back. It's like there are people coming in and out and, you know, there's class going on. There's some people doing stuff in the back. There's people warming up. There's people coming down. There's, chatting and there's so much more opportunity for interaction right and so what, what you're trying to say is that perhaps in the uk it was not quite as regimental as the, <laughs> the, the setup in germany is that what i'm yeah yeah no one would ever have been able to predict such a statement <laughs> yeah no i go i mean i think that's that's kind of something that suffered a, quite a bit particularly in the what is now the old place with restrictions because they're you know you you couldn't have a flow going like of people coming in people going out people doing other stuff because it's very limited space that was required to be used in a certain way already i find with the new location just because of the sheer size of it and because restrictions have eased yeah. you're already feeling a little bit more that kind of that kind of flow where people feel a little bit free to hang around and people are in open gym over in the corner while others are doing the class. And yeah, I've already noticed that it has shifted back quite a bit to that. And I imagine when all the restrictions go, well, I I know for a fact when all the restrictions go and then Ollie gets to put in his, all his plans for the kind of social areas and different things he wants to have even more. So it's going to, you're going to have that. Uh, But it's interesting hearing that for you, that was something that really made it, like the first kind of real experience in a box because I, I 
I hadn't thought about that really. And and I guess it's probably one of the things where when you always had it, you take it for granted a little bit and you don't really think about it. Um, but I guess, yeah, if, if it's sort of like, oh, this is different. I hadn't you know found this before. So then it's making me think that all of the plans and effort that they're putting in for the new space and the ideas they have are actually going to be something that's really valued by the by the members because clearly it was something that you found to be uh, making it that unique experience for you no, i mean that like the opportunity to interact with so many different people like from different sort of backgrounds and lifestyle and life patterns and and then it's like you show up and you i don't know you do the have a team workouts on saturdays like that was always a highlight of my week um with like barbells flying everywhere kettlebells flying everywhere sweat in that old location there it's like it's like you walk in and it's like whoo it's like a sauna in here <laughs> and like the the idea that there are like kind of little groups that sort of train together and open gym and do the kind of working towards comps and that I could you know spend like an hour there extra after I've done my pieces and chat to, I don't know, chat to Al about hey can you help me with my snatch x and y and he's like you know give me some tips or that's I'd never had before. I, and I definitely feel like also that is, that's something that's all coming back now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's interesting because people have missed, you know, there's a lot of us have just missed being able to go and do a class. You know, I mean, I, I know that you are, I mean, you already said before you moved back to Bath, you'd started kind of really training seriously. And then once you're in, you know, at Bath even more so. And I know now, you know, your your training as well is very structured, very, uh, serious um i i don't know and i'll ask in a minute like maybe kind of what your goals are and your plans and what you're doing but you know compared to someone like me where life is all over the place doing other things and it is really is that hour of a day that i get to do crossfit and that's kind of and then you know, like obviously the podcast and different things i do kind of involve crossfit so that's sort of creeping into my life as well but yeah. generally speaking it is the one class a day that's my you know, my CrossFit. Uh, so like lockdown, not being able to get to that, having to just go running all the time, things like that. I missed being able to do that. But you're right. There are other people that no, it wasn't just that class I was doing every day. It was like, I'd do that class and then I would stay behind. Then I would do this and I'd do some extra training here. I'd, my coach had sent me some specific things to work on. Uh, I've seen so many posting up over the weekends, their team training that they're doing. There's quite a few events already like we start seeing the Facebook group filling up again with people being like, Hey, we were getting a team together for this comp, but we've only got three of us. We need anybody else interested in joining. That's all coming back now. So I, and I, and, and I think, you know, again, with the new location and just with well, more members than, than before. And just, it's kind of, I, I guess it's again, it's just been so long that we haven't had all of this. Yeah. And now that it's all coming back, you're kind of like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now that, people really love doing this <laughs> it's <laughs> like yeah. almost remembering things that you didn't know you missed as much maybe yeah i i think i i felt like that pretty much every time we've done like an olympic lift i've yeah. been like oh, i i remember i really enjoyed olympic lifts you know that's how my kind of outlook when i go in i'm like oh, yeah, i remember I used to really enjoy doing this and then i do it and i'm like oh yeah i really did enjoy doing it like i, I don't know I still don't know what it is. I'm not particularly good at it, but I just, there's something about like Olympic lifting, especially when you get it right. Yeah. That's just like, Oh, that felt really good. Like, yeah. and it's not, especially if you're someone like me and it's not always feeling really good. 
the few times that it does, you're like, yeah, this is good. This is great. But as you say, maybe you just forget that you that you like it that much. Yeah. Uh, what are your plans now then? So I, I guess at, at the moment, you're, you said you're not involved in kind of any engineering stuff. What, what are you doing at the moment, if we can ask? What's your kind of day life looking like at the moment? Are you coaching now? Yes. So when I moved to Munich, I started like my own online business with coaching. Josie was one of my first clients. She's been with me since last August. Um, and providing sort of like a very high, I'd like to think high quality, one-to-one personalized wellness health coaching that says like whatever you want to pick out of that whether it's training as the biggest focus nutrition is the biggest focus sleep stress management body image habit building mental health practices that whole story of like packaged into health that's what my personal business is sort of oriented around. So I have a handful of clients, call with them once a week. And I've had that as my sort of like foundation. <laughs> but nothing's changed with that, luckily, since even through all the lockdowns we've had. And then last year, I started again coaching in a box, box mixed global gym sort of concept here. Um, so what's lacking there for me is that community, like you said, like that box feeling. But in any case, it was really, really nice to get back into coaching people in person, being like, depending on what the corona situation was, being able to touch people and like actually correct them and give them cues and feedback immediately and have conversations face to face. And so that I just started again. I think we opened two weeks ago, just now. What's the um the attitude there? Because I, I found here, like, people that were doing kind of CrossFit before, I mean, just let's say fitness in general, people that were already into fitness kind of either got more into it over the lockdown or during the lockdown, like, couldn't do it for or just didn't feel like doing it because of all the stresses of life, whatever it may be. And then have like really come back, like, I want to you know, I want to get back where I was, I want to improve. And then you've got this whole new group of people that were maybe perhaps lockdown revealed that they were neglecting their health, maybe pre COVID. And they're like, Oh, now I really want to get into CrossFit or, or fitness or whatever as well. And it seems like there's this real uh, growth within uh, people caring about their their fitness. Is that something you found then? I mean, you've only been open like two weeks now. But are there lots of new people wanting to get involved, wanting to to try and kind of take control of their fitness, do you find? I think at, so the gym I work at, it definitely seems like there are a lot of interests. Um, I think what's still lacking is people's, and I'll say like, so the other box that I, the box that I train at and the team that I'm on that belongs to that box is three locations, just open a new location. So lost some members during the lockdown, but now, at least from what I've seen, also a lot of people coming to like the rookie classes or the new classes or trying to figure out how to dip their fingers in and figure out whether they 
actually want to commit. But I think it's still hard for people to wrap their heads around paying X amount for a membership per month for equipment, for coaching, for classes. When what for me is hard, hard to wrap my head around there is like, okay, so you don't want to pay like, I don't know, 120 bucks a month for a membership somewhere, but you're willing to go out for dinner two times a week or order in or whatever. And you, I don't know, buy new clothing once a month that cost X amount and I don't know, like all of these other extra expenses that you don't actually need. And then you don't want to invest in your health for relatively little. It's priorities, isn't it? What it's, I mean, that's where someone's like, that's kind of where you reveal like someone going, well, now I'm going to prioritize my, my health all, but not for that much. And that's, that's basically saying, well, then you're not prioritizing your health because if you were, you would find a way to justify that expense. Like, Unless you are someone that really, you know, I cannot, but I mean, that was your situation, right? I cannot afford this membership, but I can afford to go once a week or I can afford to have another membership over here and do something like there are situations like that. But you're saying, you know, it's somebody that you've got the money. You just prefer to use it on many other things. And of course, that's ultimately everybody's choice. But if that is your choice, you can't kind of claim to prioritize your, your health, right? Because... Your, your choices are revealing that you don't I, I always think with CrossFit like my and, and I wonder if this is a little bit the situation there then because you were saying like you kind of didn't feel there was that community quite the same way uh, and think because I, I often think like if if I'm if I'm pitching CrossFit to somebody I don't think I would ever be like it's a gym membership I, I would be like okay think of it like a, you know having your own coach and and it's all the train and Oh yeah, there's also you use the equipment in a gym basically, but that's kind of the last piece of the puzzle. It's actually all the other stuff. And I will always compare it to, well, imagine how much you'd be paying for a personal trainer. Like it's yes, it's more expensive than your, you know, swipe in gym membership where nobody talks to you, but it's a lot cheaper than having a you know, a personal trainer. And yeah, it's you don't have a personal trainer, but you guaranteed especially now with like the way in bath the class sizes are capped and if there's the, the bigger classes there's multiple coaches you definitely have the attention that you need if you know if you're doing something wrong or or even just doing something that you could do better you're going to get personalized feedback advice and you start to see the progress you make yeah but you absolutely don't get that if you just go to a gym that you just swipe a card and walk in and sit on a machine for 20 minutes like yeah so I, I think it depends the way you frame what you're spending the money on right that's kind of the the issue I guess I yeah who am I <laughs> what do I know yeah I think it's also like hard I think it's hard for people to identify when there's not an immediate feedback or people that like haven't had the drunk Kool-Aid or whatever that saying is that's that's the that's the saying that know like oh CrossFit, like when I go, I go and meet all my mates. It's really fun. We destroy ourselves, <laughs> lay in a pool of sweat afterwards, or hit a PB in my lift, or whatever. Like, have fun and also get fit. It's hard to identify a a why outside of that links the justification to spend the money and say like, it's hard to imagine. I want to be. 70 and be able to pick up my grandkids and get up a flight of stairs with like 30 kilos of groceries or like 
put my overhead baggage in my bin in the airplane or whatever, it's hard to think of it that long term as an investment. Like now I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm 40, looking out from the future and saying like, I'm paying now so that I can be a functioning being in the future. Yeah, I mean, that that's true, isn't it? Because we, we kind of look for the immediate, like, yeah, but I'll save the money today. Like I can have that meal today. <laughs> Why am I thinking about when I'm 70? That's future me's problem. Like, but but you're absolutely right. And I, I also think the money is a, if anything, for me is like a, that if you're, if you're paying for something, you're going to use it. Right. Like, Oh, if I've got to pay this, pay for this membership and it's this much money, you guarantee I'm going to be using every, every opportunity I can to, to like, just, it's like, if you buy an annual pass for something, right. You immediately go, well, I need to go three times to justify the money. So if I make sure I go six times, I've doubled my money. Like that's, the the maths we do in our head right i mean this is revealing a lot about me that's, <laughs> that's the maths i do in my head and i just think it's a good motivation to kind of yeah and it, and it's not like that on its own but it's just i think it's just one of the many puzzle pieces that you put together to get that consistency right it's just another thing to be like i'm a bit tired i'm not really feeling up to it but and then you pull out your little list of kind of reasons why you have to go and it's just one of the one of the things on that list. Yeah. Speaking of spending money to do stuff, you mentioned a team that yeah. you are training with. So are you have you now I don't think if you've done it before, have you been involved in competitive CrossFit before? Had you done any competitions? Besides the online ones, not in person. Because as I was finishing, do you know Joey? I don't think Joey listens to this. Joey Harrison. Joey Harrison doesn't listen to this. Then I refuse to know him. I refuse to acknowledge him. Because <laughs> um, he and I, at some point before Corona, of course, were like, oh, we should do a couple of competitions together. We trained together a couple of times. I signed up for a couple individual comps in the summer of Corona. And then, of course, that went. The summer of Corona. You You make it sound so... <laughs> so wistful and lovely like ah, summer of corona and life ended <laughs> so up until this one and in germany unfortunately in europe mainland europe it's sort of like mm, things live are being very slow to pick up so we did the open this year did the quarterfinals and so far that's been and those were both individual obviously they were fun, but I'd like to get my hands on in person conference. So, I mean, you said you're training with a team. Are you more going down the team route or do you like the individual competition? I don't know. I get a feeling that you're quite, I don't want to say controlling, but I will controlling. And I wonder, I kind of feel like maybe you like to have total control over what's happening. Like when you're an individual. And when you're a team and you're having to rely on other people, you basically have to give up a lot of that control. Yeah. Have I analyzed you correctly? <laughs> the controlling bit for sure. So if I'm in a pair, if I'm in a pair, like a team's workout, I like to be the boss. <laughs> but having said that, I think moving here, I purposely wanted to train with a team 
and whether we then end up doing individual comps or doing teams comps when the world becomes normal again, hopefully. Um, I do want to do some form of like team competition with a pair, with trio, with a bigger group, just because I think there provides so many other like also learning opportunities and like put your ego aside and you need to step back and say like, take it, take a big picture and say like, what's best for the team, what's best for the group and not what's best for me. And the communication aspect that you need to work on to be able to be a functional and successful team. And even if I do then end up doing more comps in the end as an individual training with a team, like we've seen spring up in the States, at least with like the proven team, the comp train team, the training think tank team, those are all like individual athletes for the most part. But training as a team gives you that extra push that you just don't have by yourself. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of hmm, almost the difference of like training as a team, sort of training as a team of individuals or doing lots of worm thrusters. Like that's sort of the the only thing that really differentiates it, right? Is you've got people that's like we're training as a team in the sense that we must work as one, and then you've got people training as a team that it's like we're training as a team and that we must push each other to be better, and and you know and and, and obviously both have their merits in different ways and no doubt you know what we often see is like very good individual athletes and it's like well yeah they competed like the last two years at the games on a team and now they've shifted across to doing individual competitions but then you've got a lot of people that actually just really enjoy being on a team and it is like almost less pressure for them they're like you know you know we all we all do it together so different you know different things for different people right yeah I think that's also the more attractive part of being on a team in a like a team competition setting because if you're on your own you're on your own and then if you mess up um you're responsible for the consequences and there's no one to kind of like <laughs> to blame pad, pad, <laughs> to, to pad or soften the fall a little yeah. bit whereas if you are on a team, it's like, you know, I know, you've got a group of people and there's always going to be a group of people with some people are good at legless rope climbs and some people are going to be good at strict hands and pushups. And you can sort of like in most team comps compensate and like help each other in that sort of context. Yeah. So the impact of a weakness isn't so massive. Okay. I see. Well, it sounds like we're going to have to keep an eye on you and see uh, where your name pops up. I'll be checking all the different competitions when they start coming out. I'll be like, oh, let me just see where. Oh, Claire's going to join this one. Has she interesting? Yeah. <laughs> Team Wolfie, there it is. Look, I've seen it. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have a final question for you, Claire. Um, just because you are a, a former CrossFit Bath member, um, so uh, you're like an ex legend, we'll call you from CrossFit Bath. Who would you like to hear? on the podcast oh that's a good question from the box or just as a i would say from the box i mean if you've got some if you've got a contact that you want to give me like, <laughs> like well you know <laughs> me and dave castro were having a chat the other day and, and i said to him this would be a good podcast but feel yeah. free to send it over but um uh, I, I was thinking more local <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely i think i would like i would really like to have h like hear hg on the podcast yeah 
Yeah, I've, I'm surprised that I haven't had her on yet, to be honest. Done. Consider it done. <laughs> <laughs> and and she listens to this, so <laughs> we'll go, oh, really? <laughs> I miss seeing her in particular. That was She was also one of the first people that sort of like opened up to me and like talked to me and like being there every day and I see her in her like pink, bright pink tank top. <laughs> yeah Definitely. I, I actually see her a bit more now because now I'm back at training at half 10 she usually trains at half nine so oh, yeah. I quite often see her at the crossover or I've seen, been doing a bit of a uh, bit of training in the open gym now you know again there's the possibility so I've been doing a few classes and I've seen her over in the over in the corner so um that which means there'll be that opportunity for me to say hey hey she guess what <laughs> you've been requested which always makes my life easier when it comes to finding guests. Well, Claire, thank you so much for uh, buying out a little bit of time to come and uh, reminisce about your experience in, in Bath and to talk a little bit about future plans for, for yourself. It sounds like you, you well and truly drank the Kool-Aid off CrossFit and you have gone all in, which is, is excellent. But are you happy? Yeah. My, my favourite CrossFit athlete, one of my favourite CrossFit athletes at the moment is Noah Olsen. Right. And part of his like happy but, happy but hungry. hungry thing, yeah. I like that. Really yeah. nice. So you, you need to come up with something like that with your little wolf logo that you're doing now. It'll be kind of like happy but peckish, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Always hungry. Yeah. 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 Always hungry. Occasionally yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. Happy when I've got a big bowl of cereal. <laughs> That'll be your... after a nap, I'm happy. <laughs> well thank you so much claire uh, thank you everyone for listening hopefully you've enjoyed if you, if you didn't know claire in the in the year she was at bath now you know her and uh you can you know check out her instagram or something and see all the competitions that she's destroying at the moment that'll be good oh and your blog we didn't mention your blog i will put a link to your blog in the in the description because it's very interesting um engineering optimal health yeah is your website and the blog is kind of part of that right and uh it is that sort of um I guess looking at CrossFit through the eyes of of an engineer, right, is is kind of the easy way to describe it. But it's a lot more than that. <laughs> but that's going to be my one line tag. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Claire. Thank you, everyone, and um, I'll see you all next week. <laughs>